for our citizenship is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. This morning on this 23rd Sunday after Trinity, we find that our long journey of Trinity time has almost come to an end. It will only be a few more weeks until we are directed by the Church to prepare ourselves, to prepare ourselves through the holy season of Advent to think deeply upon the promise of our Lord Jesus Christ to come a second time as our Lord and King, and to kneel in adoration before him in the Christmas crib, and to welcome him as love itself enters into our world <clears throat> to bring light and forgiveness to all who will follow him in sincerity of heart and childlike trust. But today's readings from both the Epistle and Gospel challenge us. They challenge us to gain a deeper appreciation for and an understanding of who we really are. We are reminded that as Christian believers, we are called to live in a way that recognizes that we are citizens not only of this world, of this country, but that we are in a far deeper way the redeemed citizens of another country, the kingdom of heaven. For our citizenship is in heaven, from whence we also look for the Savior, Jesus Christ. Throughout this Trinity season, these long weeks, we have been learning about that blessed kingdom in which we are citizens. And so, in today's lectures, we are given further counsel from Holy Scripture. Counsel as to how we can be faithful to the outer obligations of our life in this world as individual citizens, living and working in our culture and country, as well as how to be faithful in the living out of the blessed reality of our heavenly vocation that comes from our being citizens of another world, the world of heaven. But for many of us, dear friends, it is so very easy to lose sight of the spiritual realities of our lives. We can become so overwhelmed by our outward obligations, honorable and necessary as they are, that it becomes increasingly difficult to be attentive to another voice, not the voice of the world and its demands, but the voice of Christ, that voice calling to us deeply in our souls, calling us to raise our hearts and minds to the heavenly life, to the holy life, to the life hidden in Christ. But no matter how difficult it may be, 
and how many times we have faltered and failed in this, still each of us are called to seek for those things that are above. We need to find true joy, don't we? And we find that true joy in living in the blessed reality of the kingdom of heaven here and now. When we begin to do this, we discover that our outward lives and our outward obligations take on a new and wonderful character. We begin to understand that even in the midst of our outward obedience to lawfully constituted government and responsibility and to all the demands of our lives lived in the world, still our citizenship is in heaven. Because that is the case, and it is the case, even life in the world, even life in our culture, in our communities, in our families, become opportunities for the blessed fruits of the Spirit to come forth. Here is the important thing, dear friends. We need to learn to live the reality of our heavenly citizenship in an ever deeper way. Every day, every moment, every hour can become for us an opportunity, an opportunity to draw ourselves away from the love of self and the world and to draw ever closer to love, to the merciful heart of our Lord Jesus Christ. Every day can become a holy day, a day when our eyes and our hearts are set more on the things of God than the things of the world. But this does not mean, however, that we are to see our lives in the world and our lives as citizens of heaven as mutually exclusive. Rather, we begin to understand that our duty to obedience to legitimate authority in our culture, in our government, in our world, flows from our realization that all is really under the perfect and blessed providence of God. Surely when we understand this, then our rendering to Caesar becomes a part of our seeking, our seeking to be a light and witness to the perfect reign of Christ. It is a testimony of our citizenship in heaven. When we live, in humble obedience to the outward requirements of life in this world, we become then vessels of grace to a world that is looking for reason and truth as we let our heavenly citizenship become visible and manifest. In this morning's account of the conversation of our blessed Lord with the Pharisees and Herodians, we see the Lord Jesus teaching all of us a lesson, a lesson that we Christians often need to remember, that in our lives we need to be gratefully, gratefully and generously give, sorry, we need to gratefully and generously give both the outward and the inward their due. Right now, dear friends, we live as it were with a foot in both worlds, this world and the kingdom of heaven. We are truly citizens of heaven, yet we find ourselves struggling, don't we? 
with the demands of this outward world and our life in the flesh. This is certainly not an easy position to be in, yet here we are, each one of us, seeking to be faithful in a world that is so often at odds with our deepest love and our understanding of the true values of Christ and his and a life centered in him. But friends, no one ever said that the Christian life was going to be clear sailing or that there would be not times of trial and confusion and tension. Yet, even in the midst of our trying to find our way through a world that is so often confused and disordered, we can rest upon that which is eternal. We can rest upon the promises of God. We can go to his holy word and discover his will in the sacred scriptures. And we can prayerfully seek to have his will become our will. We can come to our Lord in penitence and faith and ask him to direct our lives according to his gracious and life-giving word. We can ask him to help us to experience life as citizens of heaven, here and now. In the gospel that we read this morning, we see yet another attempt to discredit the Lord Jesus, don't we? Another attempt by fallen man to destroy the work of God. This is typical of those whom the apostle refers to as the enemies of the cross, those who are so bound to this world and love of self that the message of the cross is something to be attacked and destroyed rather than embraced in humility of heart. What a truly sad situation this is, dear friends, for fallen man to presume to condemn the Blessed One of Heaven. Yet this is really not so surprising when we consider the darkness of men's hearts. But we know, don't we, that fallen men and women need new hearts. We, they need new lives. They need hearts and lives that are eternal. Lives that are bestowed upon us, not according to merit or worthiness, but bestowed upon us from the sheer goodness of God, shown in the blessed suffering, death, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. There in Christ is our true life, a heavenly life, a life that shows itself in a loving regard for all, including, including those whom God has placed over us and who exercise authority and rule in the outward works of governance. St. Paul tells us that not only are we citizens of heaven, but that as citizens, we await the coming of our blessed King, our Lord Christ. Our Lord has promised to return in glory at the end of time, to redeem us and raise us both in soul and body, and to grant us the unspeakable joys of heaven, the unspeakable joys of eternal life with him in bliss and fulfillment. What wonderful things our Lord has promised.
promised us. And how lovingly and gently he tends us, even now as his dear children. And how kind he is to provide us with all of the spiritual gifts and graces that we need to be changed into vessels of grace and mercy in a world that is so desperately seeking for love and certainty. He gives us all that we need to realize our vocation as citizens of heaven. If we will but ask him, if we will but give ourselves to him in humility and trust and confidence. Dear friends, we are approaching the end of the church year. And this should give each of us a desire to take stock of the past year of grace that our blessed Lord has given us. Can we recall any times over the past year that we have experienced in a special way his blessed influence? Can we recall with gratitude the times when we have felt the joy of simply being in his presence and feeling in the deepest part of our souls the presence and life-giving work of the Holy Ghost? I pray that we can all remember those sacred occasions with God and His when God and His mercy have been felt by us. But dear friends, there may be those times when we look at our past year when we have been deaf, deaf to His calls of love, when we have refused to allow Him entrance to our souls, when we have chosen the world rather than His heart of love. But none of us need despair of his forgiveness if only we will come humbly and lovingly to him to confess our sins and our weaknesses and to rise again, to rise again to love and serve him with a renewed purpose to choose his way over our way. And so friends, as we reflect upon this gospel reading of rendering to Caesar and rendering to God, let us joyfully render to those who rule and govern us their proper due. And let us also remain faithful to our heavenly calling as sons and daughters of a heavenly king. And may each of us today learn to really live as those whose citizenship is in heaven. If we will do this, God will most certainly bestow upon us the very joys of his blessed kingdom, even now, even today, even in this hour, as we walk with him in trust and confidence along the royal road of the cross, which is the road which leads to life eternal. May it be so for each of us this morning, and always. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. Amen.